welcome to the Creative Chica Podcast. My name is Cornina and I'll be your host. Join me as we talk about creativity, tips and tricks, and stories from various designers. I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Tara, chikahan tayo. Enjoy! and welcome to the second episode of the Creative Chica Podcast. My name is Cornina, and today we are here with my good friend, Kyle C. Yay! Hi, guys. Louder, guys. Yay! Louder. Hey, how are you? Okay, how are you? I'm okay. <laughs> anyway, so, KP, can you... Tell us about yourself. A short intro about yourself. Okay, so hi everyone. I'm Kyle Peter C. My friends call me Kyle or KP. I am a graphic designer based here in the Philippines, and I've been designing ever since I was a college student. I'm currently employed as a presentation designer in a design agency, and. I am a type of person who just likes to, you know, come up with different designs to make the environment, you know, prettier, to make the environment, you know, nicer to look at. And that's pretty much what I do. So, um, what made you push through with design and being a creative as a career? Well, first of all, I like traveling. My family lives, like part of my family, particularly my sister and my brother lives in Singapore. And I would travel there once or twice every year. And when I'm there, I'm just amazed on how nice and how clean everything is. The street signages, the, the train system, it's all designed really well. They have, like, they have really, really nice signage that are created consistently in branding. It is easy to understand. Even if I'm a tourist in Singapore, I'm able to understand it as if I was living there like a local. And every time I would come home back in the Philippines and I would commute and I would see a street signage here, it's always been, you know, not consistent. Like a lot of people, depending on like, depending on the city, they have their own organization. They come up with their own kind of design and it's like, it's like all cluttered everywhere. It's difficult to understand. Even in our train systems where um, there are three different companies running the train systems. They all have their own design and it's really confusing for a lot of people who are trying to get their way through this, the transit system since there are not a lot of directional signs and warning and safety signages for people to make sure that they're safe. So as a designer, I've always wanted to, to design for the Philippines, so we can be like countries like Singapore. Because if there's no one who's going to, you know, come up with these solutions, they're not just design solutions, but they're communication solutions. If we're not able to communicate directions, we're not able to communicate safety, then it might be a problem for our motorists or from our, or our, or our, or our commuters. It might be a hazard to them. So I've always wanted to create a signage system that can make it easier for people to get around in the city, especially here in the Philippines. Yes. Actually, nung nagpunta rin kami ng Singapore, 
that's what I noticed. Yung, like, ang deleting na nung signages nila, and it's easy to find your way around the city. Actually, na notice ko din yun eh, na ginagawa na nila sa Ayala, yung, yung maayos na signages. I was really amazed when I saw the ones in Makati, in Ayala, Makati, because I think uh, it's a private, a private corporation, a private group running the city. That's why they're able to produce like really, like really nice street signages and you know under under underpasses. You know, there's really great urban planning, pedestrian walkways, etc. So I mean, I really hope that it's like that. As well in the other, in the other parts other of Metro cities. Manila. Yeah, <laughs> other parts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 really nice in you know Makati in BGC. Yeah. However, for example, like the really really nice spots in Manila City, where a lot of the tourist spots are, I really wish that there are more efforts in designing our cities to be more discoverable by locals and by tourists as well yes because design is not only to make it look pretty diba it's more on dapat mas naiintindihan siya ng mga nakakita ng audience mo so um since we're talking about signages um aren't you the designer behind the lrt graphics so can you tell us about that okay so I designed this, the signage system in LRT1. As I mentioned a while ago, I've always wanted to do something like that. And I've actually was able to do it. So the story behind that is uh, when I graduated from high school, I went to college, obviously. And I would take the train going to school, to, to the university. And every time, and of course, as a first-time commuter, um, back then in high school, my school was just very near my house, so I didn't have to commute anywhere. Now that I'm traveling farther, I would go, I, I would take the train to to Taft Avenue. I studied in De La Salle University, Manila, and when I would take the train. As first-time commuter, it was very difficult to understand how things were, where to buy the tickets, where to, to queue up, where to stand in line for the train, where to go, in what direction, where's the exit. And I compare, I would compare that experience to my experience in Singapore where it was effort, where getting around was done effortlessly because of the effective signage. And yeah, I... I just didn't like my experience the first time I was the first time I was commuting here in Manila, and at that time, uh, I think that was the time when when Light Rail Manila Corporation, a private uh, a private group who took over the government's Light Rail Transit One or Light or LRT One, that time, and I think it was a good opportunity for me to voice out my my feedback regarding the current system. So there was a day where I messaged them. I sent them an email. I said, hi, I am, I am Kyle and I am a commuter and I'm also a graphic designer. And I want to comment on how, I wanted to comment about the experience of the commuter and it's been a challenge, it's been difficult. 
and I wanted to to have a chance to be able to contribute or to to give you know to give study design design studies for them to consider and i I never really planned to to get into it i just I just sent them an email thinking that they will never reply to it and then one day suddenly they did reply and then i said oh this is a good opportunity so i really tried to find my way to meet i really tried to make some time to meet them and i was able to create um a working relationship with them so i was working when i was still studying back in college so i would always meet them regularly to talk about the projects However, the signage project wasn't really given to me until just last 2018, 2018. Because back then, back then in 2015, they were giving me projects that were more on internal and external communications, but not necessarily on signages, which I really wanted to get. But they still saw me as an asset. So they considered giving me other projects before it was time for me to do the signage project. So that's pretty much it. Um, when it was two years ago, 2018, they gave me the signage project. I was able to you know, continue working on my designs ever since. And then whatever is currently in the train stations in LRT1 right now, that's what materialized. And I'm really proud of it. I mean, I've never really, ex- never really expected all this to happen to me, but I'm happy that I was able to contribute and help to help many commuters who go to and from work to and home here in the Philippines. And you know, it's nice to have a place or have a public place where we can stay. Oh, we're like Singapore. Oh, we're well, we're not yet there, but you know, it's nice to have that thought na, hey, this place kind of looks nice. It looks clean. It looks professional, right? So it's kind of easy to get around. So I hope, I hope like more public places in the Philippines start to look more, you know, more organized in that way. Mm-hmm. So you were, you were working with them while you were studying, no? So before the signages what were you what were the materials that you were providing for them are these like brochures or cards what's in the beef cards that time during that time the beef during that time the beef cards were just released as well so a lot of a lot of new things were coming up that year when i was working with with LRD1. Apparently, no, not apparently. Actually, I was working with Beepcard as well. So if you haven't seen them, I've also done the videos for the Beepcard and how to use the Beepcard. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> the designs were not mine. So technically, yeah. I followed the branding manual, Mm-mm. but um, the videos the, the, there's a, there there are particular videos that I made, and there were other part there are, there were other videos that another agency made, maybe they're in house or maybe another agency that they worked with. But I had done some like I think two to three videos for Beepcard, so that was my kind of entry in getting into video video motion graphics. But in the end, in the long run, I think I wanted to stick with signage design and you know print collaterals 
and internal external communication materials. So yeah, for when and before the signage project, they were giving me giving me a lot of you know internal documents to create. So a lot of templates, PowerPoint templates. They were also giving me you know uh, when they would have public relations activations or events. They will ask me to design the the emails for the for the media in, the media invites. They would also ask me to do. They would also ask me to format um, corporate documents, and also do graphics for their social media. So, a lot. So, like I think. It, it took me three years before they gave me the signage project, and I yeah I'm surprised that I've been working with them for a long time. So I've been really really working on my working relationship with them. It's been really really good. So what's a typical day for Kyle C back then when you were still studying and working with LRT One? Okay. So back then when I was studying, um, at that time when I was really busy with LRT1, I had a lot of breaks in between. So I would take the time to go to the library and do my, do my projects in the library while I study, while I spend my free time. And then, you know, I would communicate to them um, via email so I'm, I'm pretty much always online so i always have make sure that there's a line of communication between my clients and yeah when i would have to have a client meeting in the depot or in the office i will schedule it on a day where i'm not in school so there are days where i go to the office to meet them and have a meeting then i go to school if i have classes in the afternoon or in the evening or i go to the depot on days where I don't have classes. So when I when I graduated, I started working and then I continued to have projects with LRT. And at that time I was in the graveyard shift. And it was it was a bit of a challenge for me because I really didn't have a lot of time to prepare for the things that needed to be submitted. So there were days where I would work on my graveyard shift from 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. and then I would report to the depot, have a meeting with them. So without having any sleep. There are days where, because um, at that time I was already doing the signage project, there would be days where I would do my shift from 11 to 8 a.m., 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. and then I would go to the train station to, to do an ocular on the signages that they put up, like the mock-ups that they put up. And I'm literally just half awake because I haven't had any sleep. And I've been really, really, you know, trying to keep myself awake when I would commun when, when I would have meetings with them. So it's been really a struggle to, to be in that position. However, since I not yet, since since then, I really was having a hard time in the graveyard shift. I moved to the day shift, and things have been getting better. So I've been meeting them usually in the afternoon. Since I ended my work at 3, 3 p.m., rather, 3 p.m., and I would meet them in the office. I would pass by and meet them at the office at around 4 p.m., 
for meetings. So I think that one works better than the graveyard schedule. So currently, uh, because of the pandemic, the company has had other priorities. So I don't really have a lot of projects coming from them this time because, you know, um, LRT operations are not the same since the lockdown. And maybe this time they're focusing or they're prioritizing on other things, which I totally understand. And I do hope that, you know, everything will be fine for, for my clients and also for, for all of us, really. Mm-hmm. So were you, were you working with the team? So I work under, well, I do, I am a freelancer. So I was, so I work under a contract with, LR, with, with Light Rail Manila, the corporation. And I work alongside with the corporate communications department. So I have, a, we have a corporate communications head there and we have associates with them who are working alongside with me when they need to contact me regarding, you know, we need to have this done. We need this now. We need this tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-uh. They're, the, they're the ones who are, who are reaching out to me. And they've always been very supportive about the, uh, they've always been very supportive about the cause that I wanted to, you know, to come up with as a designer. And it, 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 can, it shows that uh, for like working for them for almost more than four to five years, you know, it's really nice to have people who you can work with who also, you know, understand and support you because not because you're just making money, but because you're really making a difference for, for other people. I have a question. Like, let's go back to when you were still studying and then you, you emailed them right? about this, that you kind of wanted to help them. So when yeah. you start when you started working with them, how did they treat you? Like, did they treat you like an intern or an? Because you were still studying that time, you were, um, let's say, not yet the professional designer, right? So how did they how did they work with you? How did they treat you that that time? They, they they've always treated me like a guest in the company. So every time they would, uh, every time that I would come into, come into the office in their office, they would you know welcome me. They'll ask me if I'm okay, if I'm okay, if, if I want some coffee. They even have, they you know because of my um, nature as a designer, I'm not really an agency. I don't have an I don't have an office. So sometimes they would actually offer me a desk to work on. So for example, there is a vacant desk there. That's that's technically where I sit and work. And you know, it, it feels like it feels like I'm already actually part of the company, and it, it's really great because, uh, you know, through the years that I've been working with them, they have been inviting me to you know the media events as well. So it's really interesting since you know I'm also part. I also graduated uh, in a course of communication. It's really interesting to see how you know the process of you know inviting inviting the media to come into the events happen. It's it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to see how the communication processes happen. It's interesting to see how many connections you can make because of these media events. And you know, going to one is just like. Wow, you see all the, the all the people trying to get a story from like the updates of LRT one 
things like that it's 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 really you know eye opening because you know if if i did only work as a designer and i never met my clients i don't think it would be as fun as you know really immersing yourself to seeing the people to visiting the stations to you to to riding the trains themselves so it, it really makes a difference when you start interacting with people it makes your your work more purposeful rather than you just sitting and just producing output you're, you're you actually get to know the people who you work with that's very interesting for me so any challenges you have faced while you were working at LRT1 well first of all you know as a freelancer and you know i when i started i wasn't really employed in well i was i wasn't really employed that time in a you know full time i didn't have a full time job then and you know i just went in the the industry like i went in the railway industry not knowing a lot about railway and not knowing about business in general so you know i was always I, it was scary because you know you don't know if you know these people are going to scam you or if these people are going to take advantage of you but you know it was a good gamble for me because you know if i didn't you know really reach out to them and get to know that they're interested in my services then you know i wouldn't be in this position right now but another challenge is um yeah it's really difficult you really have to well, you're not really working above anyone except your clients so you don't have any design manager above you you don't have any mentor above you so it's just really my own you know prerogative it's only my own um intention to really find ways to grow in in the job to, to grow in the project so i mean i can't always do this for the rest of my life i mean i have to you know seek you know seek more um more solutions more inspiration in the things that i do so it takes a lot of time and work to be able to continuously growing to continuously grow if you are your own if you're a one man one man team right so that's another challenge where do you where do you look for inspiration pala when it comes to design just is it is it more on sa singapore talaga or yung mga signages sa singapore do you like parang inaano mo yung design sa singapore dinadala mo siya dito where do you find okay. inspiration so the thing about singapore is you know it is really nice there the designs are really refined however you know as a design communication you know major you know i've studied communication whatever is done in singapore is not necessarily what should be done here mm -hmm. because ano eh, ang culture yes yeah the difference there's a difference in culture so i um the way i design signages here are really you know uh um, designed to how a filipino would most likely understand it better so in singapore it's more uh it's more you know it's more serious it's more yes, actually, professional uh -uh. Yeah. but when it starts to become soft it's usually soft like in terms of tone it's more for the elderly because there are a lot of elderly people in singapore who still commute and you know a lot of priority is given to them on the seats a lot of priority is given to them like when they're in the station so a lot there are a lot of designs that are um 
designed friendly, more friendly for you know the elderly in Singapore. Meanwhile, in the Philippines, we are we're we're stressed people. <laughs> we have to go through a lot. <laughs> we have to go through a lot. We have to go through a lot to get to work, and we have to go through a lot to get home. And you know, it, the energy is really draining. And the, the the what what we need when we start commuting. I mean, commuting is already like a pain. In the head, so <laughs> so the pain. It's already it's a pain. So you know we want some um the signs that the signs that I've uh, designed for LRT one are sort of more you know friendly in a way that would make people smile despite the difficulty that they go through. So uh, one example of this is um we have a signage called Kapit na lang kay Crush. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. So, di ko naabutan yun. Sana kasama ko si Anyway. So, you do know uh, Filipinos like have a fancy with the hugot culture yes. and you know these similar jokes like that. So, on a normal on a, like normally it would be like hold on to the handrail. But the way we design it is like wag someone it goes something like wag sumandal sa pinto kapit ka na lang kay crush something that goes along that line and then there's a picture of like like a cartoon so you know it, it really gives off like a funny vibe like a joke vibe something that's not very serious but you know uh it gets really viral really quick so when it was there i think it was um it started trending so i saw people sharing it and then one of my friends told me, hey, your signage is, is trending, it's viral. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So it, it it's, it's just probably a sign that you'll never see in Singapore, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually a lot of, you know, the, a lot of the people who commute here in the Philippines, especially on trains, are those who are going to college and universities and, you know, young professionals. So we pattern the sign. We try to pattern, you know, the signage towards something that will resonate to. For that campaign, did you guys work as a team, like me, copywriter for that? Yung mga banat na yun, yung mga lines na yun? So technically, the associate under the corporate communications team was very witty on those signages. So oh, okay. I've worked with her regarding that, and she was really, really funny about it. And um, like the whole team was like, "Yeah, we're 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 pushing, we're pushing with that." So you know, um, there was a time where we had our signages have that kind of humor. So it's interesting. It's it's different, you know. I didn't expect to just do signages, but to actually do it with this, with you know, with a spin. Mm -mm. So it's a good, good, good achievement. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Sana ano gumawa ulit ng ganon pag wala na yung pandemic. <laughs> so other than that, do you have any other memorable moments while working there? Memorable moments. Um, one of the memorable moments is that when LRT was launching um, its media press for, you know, improving the services, 
I was able to create um, create newspaper articles, so newspaper advertorials on you know popular newspapers, uh, Philippine Philippine Daily Inquirer, Philippine Star, and you know it, it it's like oh my work is on the newspaper. I was literally waiting in Seven Eleven for the newspapers to be delivered so I can buy one and see for myself. Hey, that's my work and. It, it was really interesting. It made my mom proud. <laughs> I mean, it made my family really happy. And then we actually kept like we actually kept that particular newspaper on that day, and we still have it around somewhere in the house. Na proud yung feeling na nakikita mo yung ano mo yung graphics mo jan. Lalo na LRT mm. kasi madami na sa LRT eh. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any other things to add na parang gusto mo pong share about your experience in the LRT? I guess maybe one thing to share lang is, yeah, I mean, my my experience is like a witness to, you know, to not be afraid to, you know, to, to push for something that you really wanna, you want to do. I mean, if I didn't do this, I, I don't know, maybe we wouldn't have started you know, um, being known for having really good signage around in public places. So, you know, since since we've been doing efforts in LRT, um, Intramuros have also have done efforts on their wayfinding signages. And I remember back then in college when I was still doing my thesis, I was working with Intramuros for my thesis and we've always wanted to do a signage system for Intramuros, but you know, it, it didn't go that way. So, you know, after like a, a year or two years after I graduated, we saw that they were having projects that would, you know, improve the signage in Intramuros. And then I was very happy because, you know, I would constantly talk with the people who I work with in Intramuros, like, hey, this is what we did for LRT1. Maybe we can do something similar to Intramuros. And, you know, a few years later, they did it. Like, I mean, I didn't do it, but someone someone else had to. I think someone in-house from Intramuros did it. And I'm just really happy and proud that this is a thing, like designing cities. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like you can print, you know, a piece of instruction on bo- or a direction on bond paper and stick it on the glass and call it a day, which which usually <laughs> happens, right? Like, yeah. you'll, ask, you'll, ask the sec- you'll ask the secretary to, hey, print, oh, print pa to. So we want to go beyond that. We want to go beyond not just the design, but we want to go for the communication aspect. Like how are people feeling when they see it? Are they going to follow? Has, you know, for example, for safety, has um has incident has it um have incidents gone down since the signage was posted? You know, we're able to study all that, and it's really interesting to see that the results are actually the real, the real. They really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your friends and your family's reaction, pala, while you were working at LRT? Like, like pag nakikita nila yung mga ano mo, projects mo, or like when you tell your mom, "Mom, I have to go to the office to meet with the people in LRT." Yung parang ganon. Well, my parents, cause my parents, cause don't commute, so so they don't know, they don't really know how big this is. But I'm but I'm sure they know. They're proud of me. Um, my my college 
college uh, college mates, my college classmates, they would like, hey, sinakyan ko yung LRT kanina, nakita ko yung ginawa mo. You know, I, I would get a lot of that when I would go to school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really, it's really nice to, it's really nice to hear like those words. It's very, you know, affirming that, you know, you know I know I'm doing a good job. I know that, you know, I just keep, should continue whatever I'm doing. And um, since I since I grad since I graduated from high school, my school actually um, contacted me and asked if I can do a TEDx talk for for my high school because of what I've done. So for for LRT. So yeah, I accepted and I was able to I was able to make make that talk like was an eight minute around eight to ten minutes talk and yeah it's it's on tedx.com so if you're interested you can go watch it <laughs> <laughs> so any advice for young designers who want to excel in their career in the creative field again just do what you want to do okay uh i will always reiterate that you have to you know you have to be aggressive when you want to push for something that you want, but again, you'll, you'll always have to be kind. You always have to be kind to those who you'll be working with. You have to respect the people who you're working with. You have to respect. Um, you have to respect feedback. You have to respect um, constructive criticism, really, because uh, a lot of people are already frustrated. Like, for example, in LRT, like a lot of people would comment about everything, and sometimes it's out of your control. But you know, you're trying as much as you, you're trying your very best to, to, you know, to please the commuters. You're trying your very your very best to please the corporation. But you know, you just have to you just have to you know go through go through the process if, if it comes your way. I mean, I did not expect that I'll be doing this or I did not expect that it's going to be part of my life. You know, I've always expected that I would just get into a corporate job and then just, you know, you know, how, you know, climb the corporate ladder and, you know, like how everyone would expect. But, you know, designing train signages for the city, that's very, very unique. You know, it's, it's nice to tell stories about that to other people because, you know, it's a story that you won't be, someone else won't be able to tell, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's unique to me. So, to those who are aspiring, um, just keep aspiring. Just try to find ways to reach the people who you want to reach, to be able to, you know, create solutions, to create changes to the world that you want to design. So, you know, design your world, find out how to get there, and then just keep doing it. That's nice. So, Kyle, where can we find you? You can find me at home. LRT1. Yes, going there. You can find me. Uh, recently, I haven't really been very active on social media. But I am coming up with a podcast. I've, I've been coming up with a podcast that, you know, should air soon so maybe i'll introduce it the next time i'm here but you know just just stay tuned um i'll i'll tell you where i am (laughs) okay thank you and we're looking forward to that podcast um yes thanks (laughs) 
So that's it for this episode. Thank you for sharing with us your story, Kyle. Um, your experiences working with LRT1. We'll be hearing more from Kyle in the coming episodes. So if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to follow. And again, thank you for listening. Let's talk again soon. Bye-bye.